Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, a quick message before we start this episode of the Sunranto Show. Uh, go download the Locker Room app at the iOS store if you have an iPhone. They're working on an Android version. And why? Because the Sunranto Show is going to be going live there in an interactive chat room every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. So follow me at Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, on the Locker Room app, and uh, come join us at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. You can be a part of it. You can be invited to speak. You can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Check out the Locker Room app at the iOS App Store. It is free. Do it. And now here's the show. Kobe Blue Blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sorrento. With Michael Sorrento. And Crawley Sorrento. And the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Sunranto. Hey, welcome to the Sunranto pity party. Brought to you by this entire <laughs> bottle of Malort, uh, which uh, the only victory uh, uh, that of this series against the Brewers was caused by me and my bet with Crawley yesterday when we were on the locker room app and having that <laughs> conversation. I bet you that the Cubs would win. They'd run into a win accidentally, and they did. And they, they managed to take one off of Woodruff yesterday, and you're welcome. So I'll be drinking Malort throughout the show, making Malort faces to all of you. Hi, I'm Danny Rocket. We also have... Old times that are not forgotten. And... Creepy crawlies hiding under rocks and... Creepy crawlies living in a tree. Or as uh, Andrew Bellison's uh, last words were... Number 16, center fielder, Crawley. And then, and then he quit <laughs> because that, that, that was just it for him. That was so one step too many, one indignity too many. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the Cubs lose two or three to the Brewers. And uh, I figured let's make this pity party a little bit fun. Let's, let's inject a little life into it. On comes Eric Wheeler, the Brewers fan. You know, uh, by the way, I did hire somebody to stop by in about four minutes to just start throwing shit at you while you try to uh, podcast with us today. Uh, So I'm hoping that he shows up on time, but I know how you L.A. people are. 
that you're always late. You'd be late to your own funeral. So, oh my God, guys, what a what a great day. I mean, not as it not only is it sunny in you know Los Angeles right now drinking, but I mean the Brewers are just on such a roll, and to win two straight series against the shitty Chicago Cubs, who I'm now considering the new Cardinals of of the NL Central. You mean you? You are now starting to hate the Cubs more than the Cardinals? Dude, we just talked to a Braves fan on a preview show, and even he hates the Cardinals more than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, everybody hates the Cardinals for their own private reasons. And there's no way we would ever be as despicable as the St. Louis Well, Cardinals. when you start throwing at our ace pitcher Oh, shut the fuck up, man. Here we go. Horseshit. Jesus Christ. Your franchise you guys are. Your team throws in every fucking player on our team. Come on. Yeah, the ones that stand right on the plate. I mean, how many hit him in the elbow? I mean, even Contreras, Contreras, even, even Contreras came out and he said, yeah, I know the majority of those weren't intentional. And there, I mean, there's videos of he him putting his elbow He was forced to say that shit. Look, they gave guys, him a fucking, they gave him a, a fine for getting hit by a pitch. Dude, you guys he got fined 7,500 bucks because he got hit by a pitch. He couldn't. He couldn't come out later and be like, you know, make it worse. You guys need to join an Al-Anon meeting for how much you sympathize for this Cubs team. I'm gonna, I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I mean, you deal with how shitty they are, how shitty these these players that you apparently want to resign are year after year, and now you're <laughs> apologists for their bad behavior for I, I, hit I, by I, pitches on purpose. I, I love how you, every I love how every Brewers fan brings up that one where his elbow got into it, but they never mention the one he took directly to the head. Oh, that one, one somehow that. always like yeah. Yeah. misses the conversation. What? He took one off the knuckle, and then one hits your guy in the foot. Come I mean, on. come on! It is no, it is uncanny how much the Brewers hit one particular player on the Cubs. Like I, you know, this is just. I mean, especially recently, they've already hit him like three or four times, and then go back to last year and the year before. I mean. The, and I get it. Wilson's one of those players that like play with a lot of passion. He probably annoys the shit out of anybody, any other fan base. But you are absolutely throwing at him. I know all those weren't intentional, right. but a lot of them were. And either way, they are throwing inside on him. And you're telling me that your incredible pitching staff with like a team, a team ERA of like .75 is accidentally hitting people. Oh, what do you pinpoint control every fucking other pitch? How many? Game. How many? How many? How many of them were starters that the starter didn't peg him in the fucking head? The start Boxberger's the one that hit yeah, him yeah. that he got all pissed off about, right? Yeah. Lynn Bloom hits two today. Yeah, these are guys that can't exactly hit it as much as a yeah, burn. Well, Lynn Bloom, I'll give okay. you. Lynn Bloom, I'll give you. He just sucks. He can't. He couldn't hit the broadside of a bar. Here's the thing: we we can get into this, and it builds the rivalry, and I enjoy it. And can Contreras he pimp that home run? Awesome, freaking build it, man! I have no problem with that. But when you start throwing at freaking ace pitchers in the first two weeks of the goddamn, okay, they didn't. Uh, God, also, okay, let's not forget here. They didn't throw they didn't, at him? They didn't no, do they that? Threw, they threw behind him. There's okay. a fucking difference. There is a there is a message that actually doesn't injure anybody when you throw behind somebody. Well, he was in no that danger. At that inning. Okay, because, so throw behind them. Because Tepera, Tepera, who isn't very good, actually can control his pitches much more than your ace. He threw it behind him. Your pitcher was never in any danger, ever. 
He just had to send a message. He he oh, was so in we'll danger s- of looking like an idiot because he was. It, it, it was it was it was low and behind. So again, the thing you get scared about is when you see those balls that get to the hands by the knuckles. You worry about that. You don't want to break a hand or something. Now Anthony Rizzo, I'll give you Rizzo stands on the plate, okay? But somehow he doesn't get hit in this series. That's the thing that Rizzo is right on top. If you hit Rizzo, I'd be like, fuck, you know, I he he he's right there on the plate. I get it, and he won't back off. I just don't see this with other teams with Wilson as much. Yeah, he was he, he was what the second most hit guy in the league last year in the shortened season because he had to play the Brewers so many times. <laughs> the Brewers have hit him seven times in like eleven games. When yeah, you have one on, team that you have to play twenty times and they always hit you, you're gonna lead the league. Well, Crawley, you you uh, gave us you got we got the clips of this, and I do want to see Woodruff skipping rope on the schoolyard uh, in his little frilly dress. Let's. So here here it is right here. Here's Woodruff, and this is the play that uh, we're referencing. So Tapera's on the mound, and you're going to see that catcher set up right down the middle, and the slider slides a little bit behind yeah, his that's, legs. That's supposed to hit him in the legs, and he goes, "That's fucked up. That's, that's fucked up." up. And that is fucked up. And if you guys were in my situation against any other team and this was your pitcher, you'd be feeling the exact same way. Uh, no, just, because he didn't get hit. He fucking threw it behind and then him. Rizzo, Rizzo going, what? What's the big deal? You're throwing at the goddamn pitcher. No, he's throwing no, he threw behind, behind him. him. There's a difference. Quit acting like it's the same thing. When you hit somebody... That is different than when you throw behind somebody or way above somebody. Like, you know whether a pitch is intentionally trying to hit somebody or it's not. And that, that pitch was not trying to hit him. Well, let's it was, it was going right at him. I mean, I don't care. Like, dude, it's the pitcher. This is the point I'm making. There's other people coming up to, to bat that inning. Why the pitcher? Well, Wilson did say. He's the one that hits people. Wilson did say. He's like, it, 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 Wilson's. How many cool. times did he hit Contreras in that game? Once? On yeah, the knuckles? Like, no, on the knuckles. On the knuckles. You're like, how many times did he hit On the knuckles. Once? That's too many but, but times. But again, to your, to your, to Wilson's credit, and this is where should Brewers fans should be tipping their hats, he said you shouldn't throw it a pitcher, you should throw it a position player. Yeah, that's, that's what Wilson said. said. And, and he, he said, said the exact thing. You throw at the fucking pitcher. That's why they – that's one reason that you do not need the DH. You put the pitcher in there. You throw it behind him. You let the pitcher know, we're going to put one in your fucking ass if you keep doing this. When you have a DH, that shit doesn't happen. So, yeah. can, so, Contreras, so, so Contreras <laughs> could just be like, you know, we shouldn't throw at pitchers. And I guess he's wrong, and he's the guy that's getting pegged here. So your, your point's very well taken. No, I think I think he's fucking trying to not get fined anymore. But no, I I think if a guy is throwing at a batter, or you know, all the pitchers are throwing at Wilson Contreras constantly, and the pitcher comes and sends a message, not throwing at him, sends a message by throwing behind him. You know, hey, yeah, the pitcher's the one that should be fucking getting hit, not. Not Joe Snuffy playing fucking left field has nothing to do with the thing. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. 
In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, and I know it is, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. So head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. You know, well, you, you know, you send a message, you do what Woody did in the next inning. He came out and just went one, two, three, right through your order. And then Corbin Burns comes out and two hits you pieces of shit. That's how, that's how you send a fucking message. <laughs> well, I, with 10Ks, I like, that's I how you like, send I, a message. You went two or three, two series in a row against the lowly Chicago Cubs. That's how you send a message. Well, and, and what's really annoying about it. Is I would agree did, with that, actually. You, that yeah, you did it without Yelich. You did it without, without Kane. Kane. Well, one well, game without Kane, yeah, right, or two games. Two games. Col- Basically Col- two games. Colton Wong, you did it without him, and uh, but you did do it do it with your two ace pitchers. So, I mean, obviously the Cubs can't hit for shit. They got shut out seven zip today. They got uh, – they only – when they won, they squeaked by on the, the skin of their teeth, and it, it, it could have definitely gone the other way real easy with just like one – I mean, the tying run was on base. The winning run was at the plate when that game ended. And then in the first game – you know, the Cubs, like, basically were getting shut out until the last possible minute when you had – it was garbage time and you let us in with three runs. But, like, the only thing that I'm excited about, and we got to play it Well, uh, Eric's still on the show just to piss him off, is to play the Wilson Contreras pimp home run and do a little uh, uh, violating of copyright laws real quick. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, there are some good Wilson home runs in the past. You remember that bat toss to the moon against the White Sox last year? Absolutely phenomenal, but this one, chef's kiss, it just has everything. Here we go. Let's take a look. (laughs) Boom. He absolutely, he's ready to fucking hit Bernie the Brewer with that thing on that stupid slide. Now, this is just (laughs) great. This is great. Nice. He bat flips. Nice hard high five. He's got the hand in the air, raising number one. Here comes the shush. Get ready. Hey, Milwaukee. Simmer down, Milwaukee. Simmer down. Easy. Here we go, another night yep. up. How you like me now, little prayer? He was just—he <laughs> was doing the—he sh- was just doing walks a little lullaby for your bats. Just walks quiet, in quiet. there and take a look at this. Look at it. Look yeah. at these high fives with anger and fury. Yeah, everybody's mad. Boom, boom. He just Almost broke takes off Rossi's arm. That's yeah. his shoulders dislocated now. The yeah, Jack, Jack, I remember Jock Peterson did the same thing in the last you know game or two here. And uh, how'd that go for you guys? Yeah, Jack Peterson is uh, terrible at baseball, unfortunately. Oh, he, he, he loves the good home runs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. did that one time. Yeah, he, he he's done one thing for the Cubs since he's been <laughs> up here. Hell of a spring training, though. Let me tell you, he was just knocking the cover off. Oh my god! Out of there in Arizona. He, he knows how to pimp a uh, solo shot that ties the game up, and that you eventually lose three to one. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. his only hit of the year, so uh, yeah. we're pretty excited about it. Let the guy enjoy it. Yeah, Come on, Wheelo. <laughs> Guy's got one fucking hit, and you can't let him have a little fun with well, it. Well, let me I ask will you, say, though. You, you, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let me ask you, and I didn't look. Who do you got next? Uh, we're playing the, the Pirates coming up. Careful. Oh, they're really good. 
Yeah, dude, they, 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 <laughs> they're really good, dude. They, they took they handled us pretty well. I, you don't snooze on the pirates. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll uh, they'll dink and dunk you to death. They'll yeah. put together like three or four uh, hits every inning. It's, it's amazing. Well, that's kind of like playing you in the current moment. From what I remember, they beat you two or three games to start the year. So, yeah. I mean, what would we? Uh, no, we only played three to start. We oh, only sorry. played the Pirates and the Brewers. It, yeah, it's all we've done so far. And you know what's what's amazing is if you look up and down. Oh, only the Reds are off to a hot start. I mean, first of all, we you should have more wins yeah. than you do. Like, honestly, like you've played well, better, but your bats, like we're 30th in the league OPS, but y'all are like 28th. So like, you know, it's, and and the, today and you, hit, you know, you hit okay, but mostly you walked in. Today, they're starting you know? to come around and it doesn't help when you don't have Yelich or Wong in that lineup and we're getting it done and we're scoring some runs with a lot of guys out, which is promising for us. And Travis Shaw is looking like Travis Shaw again. Urias, I think he had six yeah. RBIs in this series question, against the Cubs. Question. And it's I like... Eric, quick question for you. Do you know if Travis Shaw got to use um, Ryan Braun's locker and maybe Ryan Braun left something behind? <laughs> Just because this is uh, – He in the cup there, Shaw. Yeah, this is kind of seeing mighty – Travis Shaw was selling uh, – he was selling cars last season, I think. He was at the, the local uh, – he was at the Kenosha Honda dealer. And then the next thing you know, he's batting 400. I mean, he was turning around with the Pirates after we screwed him up, putting him at second base and getting in his head, and he came back home, and, you know, Bomb Jack City's back for Travis Shaw, man. Yeah, I mean, I was sad when you guys got him, and then he ended up sucking. I was like, ha-ha, that, now it seems like you might have something. You know, Guys, you just you ran into a buzzsaw, and I saw this. <laughs> no, you did, because look at this. Last, the last eight starts, our pitchers have given up three earned runs in the last eight starts, and they have all gone over five innings, 55 Ks total Yeah, in the last no, eight games. And, in the and, last and they're eight, playing and, the Cubs. And you're, th- and you're what, three and five in those games? Like, honestly, like the, the Brewers, no, we won, not even in first place. We won two or three against the Cardinals, and we won two or three against you right, in the series. So before that, we won two or three. So that's two, four, six and three in the last six. nine games. Yeah. And then – but to start the year, you didn't. And then – uh you lost to who to start the year? Uh, we started the year. Man, why can't I even remember? I'm that? just the saying. Twins. Like, we, no, we faced the Twins. It was the Twins in the first series. We yeah. lost two or three. That was where Corbin Burns took one, like no hitter into the eighth or something. Yeah, like and then that. and then lost. Well, that's the every game. that's every Burns start at this point. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you know, it, it is true that if the Brewers look like a very formidable opponent, I see why a lot of people uh, pick them to win. Um, but I'm just saying, y'all should the, the Reds are like already running away with it. You know, they've got the number one OPS I saw in the major leagues right now. And like, they're just, they're starting really hot. I'm saying the Brewers aren't really, and these games, you know, they were tight. All of them. Well, not all of them, just one of them, (laughs) but I'm just like one bad inning, like seems to sink us every time. Like, I do not know how the Cubs can avoid these explosive innings. Cause it's like game one was like, Cubs maybe win that one if they could figure out how to not make that inning uh, explode on them. Because what what in game one? What was it? A six run inning? That was the Adbert. Yeah, uh, Adbert start. Adbert, yeah, Adbert start. Yeah, probably should not have gone out for that inning. He goes for the out. Sixth. Yeah, he goes out. Yeah. You know, I figure you you get out of that inning. You make that inning not happen. You maybe win that game. Like that's what I'm saying. It's guys, like, like guys, today no. it was the one inning. 
No, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna disagree here. Here's here's the thing: is is this team, this Cubs team? If you look at the pitching staff, and you saw a contrast with the Brewers staff versus the Cubs staff, that Brewers staff with Woodruff, with Burns, with Peralta, those guys, you can win those one nothing, two nothing games. The Cubs pitching staff, what you saw out of Jake Arrieta today, three runs, six innings, you'll take that every time from Jake. But you'll also take that from Davies. You'll also take that from Adbert. You're going to give up two to three runs a game with this pitching staff that we have constructed. Now, what was supposed to happen is the offense should be hit scoring four to five runs a game. Mm-hmm. That's what should be happening. And that's the part of the equation that's missing is that the offense is gone. And this is not a pitching staff that's going to win you one nothing games. It's I, not. I, I agree with you. Your, your pitching staff it doesn't have that slump buster like a Burns or a Woodruff, and your offense is supposed to be that for your team. And when that doesn't show up, it's like, what do we do here? Yeah, there's nothing. It's fire. It's fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I mean, the, the the Cubs they've they just haven't scored. Their their top run total is five. The Cubs? Yeah. Yeah, the first game, five or second game, five to three. Uh, it was five to three, I think, with against the Pirates. Five, five to one against the Pirates, and then they beat Milwaukee five to three in uh, the first game at Wrigley Field, uh, the fourth game of the season. And uh, yeah, since then, uh, you know, since that game, which now we're over a, a week, uh, they've scored uh, zero, two, four, two, one, three, three, zero. So, and a lot I mean, of those, a lot of those threes and fours are in garbage time. When, when like, you know what I mean? You're not yeah. facing hater. You're not facing yeah. some of these good guys. You know, that's like, Hey, let's put in this, you know, Joe Schmo, the, the last guy on the, just to give him a little experience. And yeah, Lip Bloom had a scoreless inning and hit two guys today. Like it's <laughs> not a murderer's row of bullpen guys coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Amadero, good. who only pitched in three major league baseball games came in and, you know, got through. I think we went one, two, three, three, you guys. I yeah, mean, no, they're they're laying no, they're laying down like little lambs. It's I mean, such, and it's so sad to see. You you go Arietta, then you go Shelby Miller. I mean, Shelby Miller didn't even make the Brewers team last year. I mean, is this really the best option? Well, you know, it's, you know not, how, it's not. That was yeah, that was that was it, garbage it, anyway. I mean, and the he had game no wasn't out of hand. It wasn't well, out of hand. No. Here, here's the thing, and, and I know where Danny's going to go ape shit when I say this. But uh, just like Jock Peterson was awesome in spring training, Shelby Miller looked really good in spring training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he just laid but, an egg today. Right, but they say. didn't really want to bring him up. He had some sort of opt-out bullshit that the Cubs were forced to do something with him. Or right? lose him. Do you know or, or lose him. So he forced that to come up, and then he rewarded them by fucking sucking. Dude, the, the amount of res- that little respect that Ross probably has for Shelby Miller, it was in the fact that he gave up all those runs. The next guy coming up was Corbin Burns, and he wouldn't even let him pitch to the pitcher. And then your <laughs> bullpen guy comes in, and what does Burns do? He hits that single, two RBI single, and Burns essentially hits him way- his way out of having to pitch the next inning. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, by the way uh, – this is two times this week that the pitcher has more RBI than the Cubs in yeah. those games. Like Corbin Burns with that one at bat outscored the Cubs today. And uh in his uh, first yeah, first three JT games. Brubaker did it the other day. Well, read it and weep. This is today's line. I mean, Arietta, like you said, five innings, four hits, three runs, one walk, five strikeouts. So like 
you're going to take that. He's got a 318 in his uh, in his uh, three starts that he's come out. That's exactly what you would hope for for somebody like Jake Arrieta. But look at Shelby Miller, and I got to point this out, and this is why I wanted to put it up. Currently with an infinity ERA. I love when that happens. Like the man has not stopped giving up runs since they pulled him. He's just he's at home just with giving up runs. They're gonna start writing rap songs about him because you know it just it, there's no limit. Yeah, that ERA. So in three walks. I mean, this is just a dog shit line. Two hits, three walks, four earned runs, and uh, you know the rookie Steele, who just pitched in his first major league game. This is his second major league game. Comes in, uh, gives up the hit, lets some of uh, the the uh, lets some of uh, Miller's run score, but comes in and strikes out too. So I've been uh, proud of what that kid's been able to do. And then um, uh, Dylan Maples. Uh, came in and uh, you know it's nice to get at least multiple innings out of him, even though it's always an adventurous traffic on the bases. But yeah. you know, it seems like there's not quite as much uh, movement. Like they did something so that Maples isn't as crazy of a pitcher as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as exciting, but it's also not as crazy. Does, does that make- did, did anybody guess that in twelve games, twelve games that? Corbin Burns would have the same number of RBIs as Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> well, yes. I, I mean, maybe. It, it, Rizzo is always a very slow starter in, in uh, April, right? March, April. Does he, it's like 2.30 or something like that. I, I heard one of the announcers say Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a Florida guy. And, but but, but we're, we're, this is a real tough situation. This is exactly the one thing you could not have happened this season. And they just flopped out the gate. Do you think this is going to become a situation where Rizzo goes, maybe I should have took that contract at the start of the year, and then uh, at the end they offer him something even lower than that? And then he's just an A, you know, where just all Major League Baseball players go to retire. No, he's going to leave and take something that's going to be very comparable maybe to what they offered him if he doesn't have a great year. But at this point, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, these players don't care about this ownership they will take the same amount of money to go somewhere else. Yeah, they're pissed off now. And it's yeah. this was the miscalculation I was thinking about today is is that, you know, you got all these guys in a contract year. And so and, and we talked about this numerous times that are they going to play tight or are they going to play up to it? I think that playing up to it is impossible. And here is why. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. These guys are already go- we're all going through something right now. And it is hard to be alive in the United States right now for everybody. I don't care if you're a millionaire baseball player. They're going through some shit. They're trying to perform at a very high level in front of a shit ton of people. And then you're going to, like, throw contract to your bullshit at them? Be like, oh, play up your contract. It's like, no, that's not the right thing to do to somebody that's already – feeling like the entire world is like taking a dump around them. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of t- turmoil and I think it's, and so far that's what it seemed. I, except for Chris Bryant, who's just a very go about his business guy. He's going to have a fine year. He's going to get his contract, but like Anthony Rizzo's pissed the fuck off because they didn't respect him. And uh, Javier Baez is swinging at balls that are basically on the moon. And he's still swinging, and you know, he's, it, yeah, he's off. reverted to 2014 Javi, hasn't? Yeah, because he's pushing. He's like, I gotta do something. I've got to now. Now, not only is he playing for a contract, he's trying to spark an offense 
they hear what people are saying about him. You know, he knows this is his I'm, last I'm gonna year. Agree, I'm going to agree with our friend Steve Shear here who said, you know what, there's a lot of talent bringing it through the MLB through the pandemic. You know, contract or not, I, I don't know. I think I'm that – It's cumulative. I'm saying yeah. there's a lot of dudes. I'm just saying you throw – Oh, you got to perform for a contract on top of like an already difficult situation. I mean, I think that, and this team's already been like this. Other other guys are going through the pandemic, yes, but if they enjoy where they work and they don't hate their ownership and they are taken care of for the next couple of years, that's like three other things that they just don't worry about. They're not pressing because they don't have to worry about that, and that's what Danny's getting at. It's it's. On top of all of that that everybody's dealing with, they also have these other things that suck, and I could totally see that. But how tight? How tight are they here? Like you know, this is game one. Four lousy hits, two of them by Chris Bryant. Okay, game two, you know, they win this one. Six lousy hits. They strike out ten times, manage to pull out the win. Today, four lousy hits again. I mean, this is just like historically terrible hitting like that i saw some I, do we get to do the johnny carson do, do we get to do the johnny carson how bad is it yeah please because i know all righty all righty let, let, right? let's get on there let's get it. how bad is the cubs offense from ed hardick cubs 49 hits through first 10 games are fewest for any 10 game stretch in a season since at least 1901 but wait there's more cubs 164 average is their second lowest surpassed by 163 average during 10 game stretch from June 14th to June 24th, 1982. That's brutal. I yeah, mean, I got, oh, oh, man, how about this one right here? This is this is an interesting one right here. We got After a 7-0 loss today, the Cubs are now hitting 163 on the season. That's the second lowest average by any team through 12 games in the modern era, behind only the 2003 Tigers, who were hitting a measly 159. This is yeah, a fucking situation <laughs> we're in right now. So let me show you this, this little... This little infographic I found today that makes all of that even worse. This is MLB's run scored versus runs allowed and how good the pitching is. See the Cubs way back here? Their pitching is actually doing really well sitting back here. Uh, but because the offense is so bad, it doesn't matter. You know? like yeah. So they actually have... So far this year, good enough pitching. If they had, if they had just a fucking mediocre offense, they would probably, you know, be right up there with the Reds right now. What Michael's saying, (laughs) Michael's saying, you don't have to be the Dodgers. The Cubs have fifty nine hits in twelve games. The Dodgers have a hundred and eight in eleven games. When you talk about sixty hits roughly in twelve games, they're averaging five hits. A game. Five. Oh, man. That's, I mean. Well, it, slightly less. Slightly less than five. <laughs> I mean, that's for, you're, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised we have any wins with those kind wow. of stats. And actually, and and I did bet you on the show uh, yesterday, Crawley, about the, the Malort chat. You owe me a Malort at, uh, at Nisei Lounge. Cause I, but I only thought, I didn't think we were going to win, like, decisively in any way. I'm just like. We're gonna run into the win into a win accidentally just because of no reason at all and baseball. Yeah, and Eric, I that just had a been... feeling that was a gut feeling thing that had nothing to do with the Cubs actually being good because I have not seen anything out of this offense. Nothing. 
They have not had one good game where you're like, oh, here's the offense. At least last year, you know, and the year before, like they they did they bring it for a weekend against a certain team when the weather was right. But you know, this is now two weeks of ineptitude. Well, it's what, I also, what I also want to see is like, is it the Cubs bats being this bad? Because we have played each other six times and you did hit Brett Anderson around, but these Brewers pitchers have also been historically elite with this run they're going on. So is this Brewers pitching or is this Cubs bats right now? And I think that's glad, the, you, glad it, you asked there, Eric. Cubs bats. <laughs> the Cubs are hitting 163 with 122 strikeouts and a 561 OPS through 12 games and nowhere close to the second to last team in the majors, Milwaukee, in terms of batting average and OPS. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Eric, I mean, you had to have been a little frustrated with the game yesterday oh, when yeah. hit. Hendricks gets pulled. Uh, Mills has to come in. You're feeling like, oh man, this is this is a fucking lock. It's and Lorenzo. Then- it's Lorenzo Kane's birthday. I'm like, the team's gonna <laughs> rally around him. I'm like, there's no way. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Wheelow sent him a balloon. Yeah. He was so excited. <laughs> Here, here's another one for you, Wheelow. Two the- years old. <laughs> the Brewers' starting rotation ERA has dropped below two in today's game. Burns with six shutouts so far, only rotation under two. Conversely, the Cubs' team batting average is now 162, only team under two as well. They're, that's 38 points worse than the 29th-ranked Brewers. So you're asking, Eric, about the pitching versus the hitting. It was a bad combination where yeah. you have elite-level pitching going against absolutely historically bad hitting. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is one for the record books. I mean, literally, this is the 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 next time that the Cubs are really bad at hitting, they're going to compare it to this time. They're like, not since 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's what Cubs we're going through. so inept, yeah. And well, they'll be like, oh, I remember that. That's like this come out. I mean, Corbin Burns has faced you twice. No pitcher since 1906 has gotten 30 Ks with no runs allowed in his first three games. Corbin Burns is that pitcher. You and I talked about this last year, Wheelow, where I felt that Burns was a real deal, and I feel he's a legit Cy Young candidate again this year. I, 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 I mean, was... three years, yeah, three years ago we were going Woodruff, Peralta, Burns, starting the season out as our front three starters, and that didn't work out. And that's just how much confidence we had in these guys. We still made those playoffs, the playoffs that year. Corbin Burns got sent down. Peralta, Peralta went to the bullpen and figured out, and Woodruff had a pretty solid year. And these guys have all been developed within the system. They're all starting to figure it out together. They all have that experience in the big leagues, and they're all coming up at the same time. And the the, the crazy thing is, if this maintains, they're all under team control until 2024. So we got a couple of years with these dudes. Well, and that's and that's the kind of uh, elephant in the room right now. I know we only have our one year into David Ross, and it was a COVID year, but. You know, sometimes when they're showing the the camera, they put the camera on David Ross sitting in the dugout, and he's sitting there chewing on his stupid mask. You know, I'm I'm kind of like, dude, I don't know if you're long for this team if it keeps going like this. Yeah, you know, and you know that's usually what happens because if you look at converse, how the Cubs have developed nobody, they're now taking a step backwards. It seems, uh, you, you know, I, I'm now. Two weeks, I get you. Except for that, we've seen this over and over again. The offense breaks. Oh, offense broke. Offense broke. Offense broke. We've heard that three years now. You know, we're, I think everybody's done with the excuses. So you throw Ross out there, who's a yes man for the front office, it seems, uh, because, with no managerial experience whatsoever. He was a catcher, and then he's a you know special assistant dude. But then you look at someone like Craig Council, who is known as to be one of the best minds and innovative managers in the business in a Joe Maddeny kind of way. 
And we saw what Joe Madden, I think, except for that one game, managed the bullpen really well. Uh, you, you know, even at times when the Cubs were injured, like 2018, Morrow goes down, they still manage to get somewhere, you know, stuff like that. Madden was always a step ahead. I talked about that Alzali moment. He shouldn't have gone out there. Madden wouldn't have wouldn't have exposed him to that inning, I don't think. Remember how we bitch? Oh, I can't believe they're pulling Kyle. He's cruising. And then but then you saw why. Because they went they won the game eventually. They didn't expose what we didn't see of Kyle Hendricks was a six run inning against the Reds, you know, or something and back in 2015 because Madden never let it happen. And we, and I can say on this show, I don't think anyone was pining. I remember when we were talking about the, when Madden was fired on this show and I don't think anybody's first pick on this show was, was David Ross. I remember we had other, there was a guy from Houston. Who, I wanted Larusa from the get go. No, no I Yachty, I, Yachty player manager is what I, I wanted. Uh, <laughs> I think the guy I wanted uh, got busted for cheating with the Astros. With the Astros. That was the guy we wanted. It, it <laughs> was the a, guy it, I wanted. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have the best judgment here, I guess. Uh, but, Danny, you were saying how they haven't developed anybody. The Cubs have developed a couple of things. Front office guys and managers. That's the only thing that they've developed. They they brought their guys up from, you know, the minor leagues into the front office general manager spot and David Ross off of the, you know, out, out from, I don't know, fucking Dancing with the Stars or whatever. They developed him into a manager. This seems to be the only thing that they've developed. But did they? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like, you know, I mean, look, they look, think I, they have. I will say Craig Council was uh, kind of in that like assistant GM role. Like, he was in the front office figuring out analytics, as they said, and they were grooming him to become the manager of the Bears. But I mean, this guy. He just has more I mean, experience. I, I, what's that? He has more experience, is all I'm he saying. He has more experience, 100%. And he had to learn that role. But I think there is continuity between our front office and our manager and who we trade for and what we need and what Craig needs to make this team good. And I think we have a great GM who knows how to find talent. And I'm hoping, like with this Urias trade that we made with San Diego, this player that we saw against you guys is who we're going to have going forward. And I'll say the Brewers with that shortstop and him taking walks the way he did six RBIs in the series. If that's who our shortstop is, this team gets pretty scary in this division. Well, let's, let's be frank. Like he took some walks, but like the umpiring was not particularly stellar in this uh, series. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it did yeah. go both ways, but there were, there was a, a Kimbrel, Strike. I mean, Cubs ended up winning the game, but there was a, a strike pretty much in the lower, you know, quadrants of the strike zone, but definitely a strike that was not called for Kimbrel. And that was on, uh, in the Cubs win on Tuesday. But then today with Laz Diaz, like, you know, so I'm just saying, Urias has walks. I, I, one of them particularly, that was a good at bat at the end of that game when he did manage to take that walk on Kimball. He looked like a big leaguer. Like, that's the thing. That was a major league at bat, and you love to see that. And here's a guy that was getting no hits to start the season. I mean, yeah. Well, we have hope for our guys, uh, too. Uh, eventually, maybe we I could s- all be Urias. I saw uh, <laughs> take a walk. somebody explain the, the the Cubs is like, it's just, I think it was Joe Kilgallen who was like, it's an enjoyable season. This is like the last season of a show with a great cast. And 
we should just enjoy it and let it ride <laughs> yeah. out into the sunset. Joe and I are going to have it out before and I'm this like, year. And I'm over. like, with a payroll the, that the Cubs have and the core that you have and the potential you had with this core, I'm not buying that. This is more like a show that used to be good and now has a bunch of like jumping the shark where you have the little, what did you say the other day, Dan? Yeah. The kid from different strokes that yeah, came at the it's end. It's and, when like that yeah. stupid redhead country, country singing kid, Sam came on different strokes and like ruined <laughs> it. And they moved in and Mr. Drummond got married. I was like, then the show sucked. And then, then, cause that was when they needed, cause Gary Coleman was getting older. He was, I mean, he was 43 playing a 13-year-old. You know, it, it was the most ridiculous thing you ever saw. And then uh, – but he was still cute. I mean, he was cute till the day he died. But, uh, but you know, they, so they bring a, a cuter kid, this little red-haired kid, but everybody hated him. It's like when Cousin Oliver went on the Brady Bunch. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, like because Bobby and Cindy weren't cute anymore. They got awkward teenage years. Nobody wanted to see that. So they're like, oh, we need a new kid. So they get this little uh, kid that drinks chocolate milk all the time, Oliver. And uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm mixing we'll up commercials. This, but, but, Danny wasn't a latchkey kid. I'm not gathering that. But, <laughs> but but when you sit there and you take a look at this and you think about there's going to be some sort of ride off into the sunset. I keep arguing with people because people are like, it's a long season. There's 162 games. Yeah. Oh, in, 20, in 2017, when all these guys were under control, you could say that with everybody on one-year contracts, everybody, Davies, Arietta, Peterson, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, all on one-year contracts. And Wilson only has a two-year contract and is the most valuable guy out there. But when you're talking about that situation, here's how long your season is. 60 games. Same as last year. Because by the end of May, Jed Hoyer is going to have a decision to make. And that decision is, what do I, is this team really going to do something? And if not, what can I get for some of these pieces? That's it. There's no going to be riding off into the sunset to the end. If they're not three or four games, or at least within striking distance by May 31st, Jed is going to try to jump the GM and start, yeah. uh, you're, you're going to look at a package, like a Kimbrel Bryant package. You're going to look at other guys that, that, that you could potentially get. And that's what's going to happen. There, this is not a 162 game. And the guys you see on this roster, especially the way it's going now, you will not see in September. He might already be having conversations. Like a pre preliminary kind of, so what do you guys, you guys need a second baseman, don't you? Oh, you guys are looking for a left fielder. Oh, you guys need a right-handed bat. You know, he's already saying these things. Kimbrell, I think, has a, quite a bit of value to somebody, especially with the way he's pitching. He might be the most valuable right now because everybody needs that back-end fire. And, uh, you know, that could, that could be something. You could actually turn that into something because that is something people really, look what the Cubs gave up for a role this Chapman. I mean, right. and that, that would be the only good thing that Kimbrell could do for this team because the team right now is just not good enough. So even though he's closing games and he's looking great right now, the best thing he could do is just bring something good back. As an outsider looking in, I know a lot of things during COVID aren't on your terms, but you know, like a lot of guys retired, they didn't get the fanfare well. And to see this core that's been with the Cubs for so long, winning them their first World Series, and then fire selling them off at the middle of the year to build for the future, I mean, they deserve more than that from this the, franchise, I feel the like. The only you know? guy <laughs> that might possibly get a farewell tour is Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. He's the only one that might get that little farewell tour. Well, Arietta got it already. 
And you know, he got to tip his cap, and you know, they, everybody cheered for him, and we knew it was his last time. But then he came back, and now he's going to get traded in the middle of the year, and yeah. it'll all be ruined. Right? It's when the oh, the boy. conversation ends, but you're still both waiting for the fucking elevator. I was at that game. It was uh, 20, 2017 NLCS game two. Was it game two versus the, no game three versus the Dodgers? And Arietta tipped his hat, and that was it. And the Cubs, I think, were already down at that point, three nothing or something. And, and they won the one yeah. game, and that was it. You knew that, that they got killed the next game. You Darvish started that for the Dodgers, and that was it. Yeah. So I don't know what else to add about this. So we can we can let you gloat off into the sunset. <laughs> I do want to say there's. I still feel a, a little slighted in the standings. Here. The, the the Reds lost today. We're at the top at seven and five, along with the Reds. Their run differentials plus. 19 and ours is plus 14. So we're right there with them despite playing very poorly on offense to start the year. Yeah. And they're playing very well on offense, but you know, these yeah. things are going to even out. I really don't believe that like David Bodie's going to hit like 0. 0.69. Oh. Nice. So, and you're nice. going to take two or three of us at, at one series. Your team is going to be competitive and they have the ability to be, but it's just, when is that team going to show up? Yeah. Well, it won't be this team, Wheelow. By the time you <laughs> yeah. know they're they're going to trade everybody, it's going to be a whole different team that comes out to. Oh, I hope beat so, the man. Brewers Blow it up and give us some easy wins at the end of the year, man. Trade them to the AL and let's go, man. Let's go, Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's. I, I did hear from a lot of Cubs fans that went to uh, Wrigley North Miller Park AMA AmFam. What is it? Was it? American Family Feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to the park. They were disappointed that the Bud Selig experience was closed. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, dude, you can't do that to Chicago, What's the Bud Selig experience? Oh, you don't know? You aren't experienced? I have no idea. His long career of making the locker room attendant also go to the bullpen and catch – for the relievers because he didn't want to put any money into the Brewers team. Yet we celebrate him because somehow he became – you know, the commissioner of baseball and allowed everybody to steroids and do steroids and brought the league back. So if you go to Miller Park AmFam Ruby North in the left field bleachers on the second story, there's this Bud Selig experience. And I've never been inside of it, but I always take a picture in front of it. They just yeah. lock you in for an hour and it's just him talking the whole yeah. time. You can't leave. A uh, little known fact about me, he actually handed me uh, my diploma at my graduation. Oh. oh, he was he was your principal at your school as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was moonlighting. You know. you know, it's the same. It's just like that in Wisconsin. You go to a gas station or a subway, they give you Brewers tickets. You go oh, to yeah. high school, maybe Sealy gives you a diploma. It's all sorts of like little little perks of being a Brewers fan. I didn't even go to college. He was just he, was just just, hand, he just handed it to me. Out of gas, literally station. anything yeah. to get you in the door. Like, yeah, so it was it diploma. was Diploma Day at Miller yeah. Park. <laughs> That's <laughs> how so most of uh, Wisconsin is. Uh, it actually has diplomas. Uh, I saw I saw Bud Selig at the Walworth County Fair handing out ribbons for the cow yeah. best cows. It was amazing. Yeah. It was actually just a diploma that I was uh, certified to tie sausages at Usinger's. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Canaan Sunglasses. Your outdoor experiences could be better, clearly better. And Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. 
Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses, and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon. Clearly better. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Did you know that it's that time of year? That time of year when baseball and basketball are heating up, and it's the start of baseball and the end of basketball. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare for their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, and I know it is, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, and Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates. And it's the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Well, I, I do hope you get back to the Midwest this summer, Wheelow, because I'm sure oh, I'm, I, if I'm I announce in. that you're coming yeah. to the bleachers, I, I have lots of people that want to punch you in the face. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. God. <laughs> No, well, I kid. I'll I'll buy you a mask or something like that. I, I've like, been to Dodger Stadium, so I think I can handle Wrigley. Let's. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, no, you got to get out here, man. It, it. You know, we're we're starting to open up and everything. Come play with the Bleacher Bum Band. I know. I know you get around on the guitar a little bit too. Oh yeah, play a little bass. Yeah. So. All right, cool, man. Well, thank you uh, for annoying the hell out of all of our yeah, fans. Sorry, I mean, really, really it wasn't me. It. it was just my team being so good. I had my nothing team. to do with it. I was just sitting on my couch watching. Um, <laughs> and enjoying it. And, text, <laughs> and texting me. I, I'll, yeah. I'll post the text thread later. Oh, God. For the, yeah, of, of, uh, of how annoying you were. So, But it, but it was I all mean, deserved, though. because It the was country, all true. It was all true, yeah. yeah I mean, I was, what, what, that's what sucked about it. <laughs> If it was just trash talking, but it was like true, the Cubs do suck and they are doing a bad job. So, well, thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks because the Cubs are playing half their games against the Brewers this month. So we're going to. Yeah, you got a long, long, uh, long homestand here coming up for you guys, correct? Yeah, we got a long homestand. And then I think we see the Brewers again back at Wrigley in the beginning of May. Yeah, can't wait. Can't if, wait. If is, if, if, no, wait. No, I'm sorry. End of April still. We see you at the end of this next homestand. Which oh, good. I, and just Another. for uh, just to give you some breaking news, the Cubs realize how bad they are because <laughs> what the Cubs organization, I got an email today, season ticket holders, for the first homestand, you had a choice. You could take all the games or you could pick and choose. Now mm. they're saying you have to take all of them. So they're, they 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 do not want to have to deal with ticket sales, so they're going to kind of shove it all on us. So hit me up if you need some tickets, Cub fans. Because <laughs> you're oh you're buying them, huh? I'd be like, all right, I don't want any of them. <laughs> like you guys suck until you show me something. Because they're not going to kick you off of being a season ticket holder if no, you don't buy no, them. Right? No, I could just right. take the refund. But I mean, you know, I I like going to games. I've been through hundred lost seasons. How many fucking times I've been through this? <laughs> It's, it, you know, whatever. You, you and me both, brother. 
I hear you. All right. And well, like thanks I said, for think. Go ahead. Like no, you go said, ahead, what, no, no, no. I was just going to kick Eric off the show. Oh, so I was, I was just going to yeah. say, keep an eye on us though, because we get we got the Pirates, then we got the Padres, we got you guys, the Marlins, and the Dodgers. So this is a tougher stretch than it looks for the Brewers with some two beatable teams in between. So tough April for us. We'll see what happens, man. All right. Well, uh, good. I'd say good luck, but I actually hope you lose all your games. All right. Yeah, bye. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, speaking of annoyances, uh, all sorts of roster moves going on uh, to start this week. We find out that during that wonderful Pittsburgh series that the Cubs first base coach, Craig Driver, tested positive. That was the start. Then after losing the series, Chris Young, the bullpen coach, had symptoms, and he was on the plane with the team. Out of precaution, they put Adam, Workman, and Winkler on the COVID IL, and then Duffy, and then Hendricks, okay? So there's also... Hendricks, I think, felt actually sick, but nobody tested positive except for Duffy. And did Hendricks actually get on the COVID IL, or is he just... No, he was not on the COVID IL. Okay, yeah. That's where I got confused. So Adam Workman and Winkler went there, and then Steele, Wick, and Strope got called up. Then Duffy, um, I don't know if he had it, Danny, or not. I'm not positive. Duffy did. He tested positive? I'm pretty sure he tested positive. I've seen conflicting. I I saw conflicting shit about it, so I'm not totally sure, but uh, I think he did. Well, Vargas then would take Duffy's place. He's also Uh, pregnant. Romine and Miller are uh, Shelby Miller came up. You saw Romine start today, and then uh, Miller absolutely melt down today. And yeah. then How did Romine do? I didn't even pay it. Oh, oh for three, uh, two left on base, one strikeout. Yeah, you'll fit right in. <laughs> Alzali and Week were set. Brad Wick were set down again, and Walters, the Tony Walters experience. I don't know if that'll ever happen at Wrigley, but he was DFA'd. I, I was what? sad because uh, he. He played the day that me and uh, Bleacher Jeff uh, caught a game out in the bleachers, the only game I've caught so far this year at Wrigley. And uh, I don't know if you know the kink song, Walter. Yeah. Walter, isn't it a shame the way our little world has changed? We were singing Walters. Isn't it a way the shame the way our little cubs have changed? We were singing to him. We had all these songs planned. We we're going to sing him Walters because he would come out of the bullpen and we'd be right there. And now that's all wrecked. Now so it's just all romaine lettuce puns. No, there's no kink song for romaine, romaine or romaine or any of it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, you have to get heads of lettuce to throw on the field for romaine lettuce. Yeah, you can still bring in uh, food to Wrigley, can't you? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Well, I don't know lettuce. about a head of lettuce. I don't know. That may, may be a little questioning. That. <laughs> a, a quick story. Uh, what time? Uh, they have audition night at CBGB's. Well, CBGB's is now a clothing store or whatever, or an investment firm now or something like that. But down in the, the famous rock club in New York, CBGB's, they had audition nights on Mondays. And anybody could get an audition there. And everybody wanted to play on that stage. So uh, anyway, uh, friends of mine, uh, they had a band that was like a fake uh, death metal band called uh, High Voltage. And one day... They were they were gonna go in and play the audition night at CBGB's. Well, on the way there it was summer night. Stopped at a fruit stand, and I was like, 
I want to buy all your rotten fruit. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. I went into CBGB's with a bunch of rotten fruit. And me and my friend Jason Page, who sang the Pokemon theme song, the Gotta Catch Em All, that guy, we pelted our friends. They didn't know we were going to do it, but we pelted them with rotten, uh, you know, uh, tomatoes and all this stuff. We totally littered the stage at CBGB's. And so they, uh, the next day, the, the guitarist in the band, uh, who was my roommate at the time, calls up CBGB's to see if they can book a gig. You know, hey, did we make it? You know, did we get through the audition? They fucking hung up on him. They're like, <laughs> we're like you fucking wrecked our stage. There's tomato seeds in the fucking. So we were two punk rock for CBGB's. That was the night that we got two punk for the most famous rock club of all time. So claim to fame, <laughs> claim to fame. We could, we, uh, we ruined the audition at CBGB's, but. So, so yeah, let's do the same thing to uh, to Romine and pelt him with lettuce and never be able <laughs> to play at the greatest stadium of all time. I, I've got this in me. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about the Alzali thing? I, uh, you know, obviously that was just more of a uh, a move based upon the contract and being able to do yeah. it. Yeah. He has options. Yeah. And I, I think I felt like he was misused in that game. I mean, I just – I don't know. I mean, I granted everybody went down with COVID. You needed to – eat those innings somehow they were hoping to get one more out of Alzali, but it exposed him i but. i thought Alzali did okay i mean he wasn't terrible but he had the like you said he got he exposed there toward the end um yeah i mean he just and we don't know exactly what they figured out right or whatever that or what kind of flipped in his head there and I know Crawley you talked a little bit about you would have liked to see how he gets through it I honestly would have liked to see that too I would have liked to see if he could have you know maybe limited the damage you know I felt like there was no good answer to that situation but bringing somebody into a bases loaded situation just always feels worse. <laughs> than and, and the other thing, the guy wear it. The other thing you take a look at that I look at is when when the guys when a, when they get on base, how did they get on base? Like, are they hitting the shit out of the ball? Are they starting to really figure them out? I didn't feel that that was a the situation there. And so Alzali had the bases loaded, no outs, and, and Ross let him pitch, and he he got a ground out. Javi threw it home. It was a force play at home. Yeah. And so you got the one out, and that's exactly what you wanted the fielder to do was hit it on the ground. So you know, I, I mean, I was just, I was just curious. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't think like I didn't go, "What are you doing, Ross?" I didn't think it was like a horrible move. It just, I was just more curious to see if the kid could could get out of that. And and I think I'm I'm with you because we are we've already given up on this season, and we're like, yeah, let's just see what the kid <laughs> can do. <laughs> Go for it, you know. <laughs> David Ross out there trying to figure out how to fucking salvage his job. Well, we uh, we are going to do a little rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. Are are you ready for that? Because this this is Michael's uh, this is we, Michael's sweet baby. Yeah, we can and we can roll through this because there's not uh, there's no, we've actually talked about a lot of it already. So all right, all right. Well, Let's either way, I, I like I like playing the drops. It's very exciting for uh, me and the audience. So. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. How do you yeah. rake? Uh, after 12 games, hey, the best hitter on this team is Chris Bryant with his 936 OPS. Uh, he has nine total hits and five walks, but seven of those hits were of the extra base variety with four doubles and three dongs. 
So he's, uh, we talked about this early. I'm going to, as long as he's good ish, I'm going to keep saying, oh, this is exactly what I called early in the season. KB is going to have a bounce back year, even though it's really not that good. It's just better than the rest of the team. Well, you know what he'd say about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's that's uh, that's apparent. Now, uh, honorable mention is Contreras with an eight ten OPS, and Javi Baez tied with KB at three homers. But really, they're all bad. Here's the thing I want to tell you though is that I see Chris Bryant and he looks really good. I was worried about the power when I went out and saw him in Arizona and watching him in spring training. I know it's only spring training, but it just didn't look like he was getting a lot there. And all of a sudden it's just kind of clicked and he's looking really good. Contreras, the average isn't what you want. You know, obviously some of the, you know, numbers aren't there, but you know, these guys, Bryant and Contreras are giving you consistently good at bats. The result may not be there, but Javi Baez, I don't, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a real drop off here. I mean, look at this. Wilson Contreras. Oh, there's eight, a huge drop off. 810 OPS, Javi Baez, 656 OPS, 21 strikeouts in 45 at bats. Like, that is not going to play. I only gave him an honorable mention because he has three homers, and that's the most on the team except for KB. So, <laughs> on the team, but in the majors, like, it's probably no, in the majors, it's terrible. Yeah, people already have like seven, some, some of them, right? I mean, I yeah. don't even know. Who's uh, leading the majors in homers? I don't even know. I don't know. I think anybody know? Nope. In the chat, somebody tell us because I, I, I don't feel like looking it up. All right. Uh, how about, um, that you want to give us a, a flakes? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? I kind of want to see what she looked like in her grunge days. Oh, I bet kinda. she was she was a little hot hot banana. Oh, Is that a dread, thing? probably dreadlocks too. Oh uh, god, oh that's a bandana. Oh. oh yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, kinda, overalls, I'm kind of into it. Corduroy overalls. Wilson, <laughs> oh, you're speaking my language. Maybe Wilson Ramos had six home has six home runs from Detroit. Wilson Ramos. Okay, so double. Yeah. Okay, so flakes. Uh, basically, everyone else. Uh, after 12 games, only Anthony Rizzo has not hit into double-digit strikeouts. Everyone else has doubled. Well, everyone who has played a good amount of games. Yeah. But they've all got double-digit strikeouts. Javi Baez, like you said, 21. It's like half the, half the time he's striking out, and not yeah. pretty either. God, yeah. guys, this is... <sighs> Unfortunately, <laughs> even though even though Rizzo... Only has seven strikeouts, and he does have uh, six walks to lead the team. He's only hitting 171. Of the 20 players who have had at-bats on this team, and this is any amount of at-bats, right? So just one hit could possibly put you at 1,000. Only five of those 20 are hitting 200 or above. Wow, that's That's, brutal. It's rough. So I guess, I guess it wasn't the uh, replay that they needed. It wasn't uh, the iPads and the dugouts that uh, they were really missing. No. Uh, Maybe they were cheating that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they needed eyeglasses. I, the the hobby bias thing just pisses me off. Every fucking day when I'm watching him, absolutely – like it's like he's closing and his eyes and swinging. Like he's not even – like these aren't even close. There's like, a reaction you know, like, to it. You know, it, 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 and he's not thinking situationally at all. Like, hey, I just need a single here to drive in a couple of runs. 
He is just swinging out of his shoes every at pitch. I don't know why anyone throws him anything in the strike. I would literally throw what Lou Pinello would call the 58-mile-per-hour curveball. I would, I would just bounce it in there. I wouldn't even fucking get it to home plate. He just will ridiculous. definitely swing. He will absolutely swing it three of those in a row and strike out. Yeah, I have no idea why. It, it, it's uncompetitive it, is the sad thing is because he's swinging so hard and selling out. And um, and it's not even close. I mean, he's not picking it up at all. Like, I, it's, it, it, he used to do this. I mean, he used <laughs> to do this in, in 2014. It seemed like he learned something and then unlearned it. But but see, to me in 2014, 2015, like he would have like one of those at bats where you'd go, oh, but then like the next time around, you'd be like, oh, look at that. Okay. Like this, you'll see like three at bats in one game that were just like, what are you looking at? What, what, what is going on? This is, this is not even a competitive at bat. Like, and, and, and the funny thing is, is you hear it like in Pat Hughes's voice or Ron Coomer or, or uh, Boog or any of these guys, they're all just like, what, what? What like what is that? Like what is he doing? It's like like to hear Pat's disgust is like like this early in the season from a from I, a I Hall of Fame a, broadcast. I made a joke on Twitter that it was uh Pat Pat Hughes was having a Walter Cronkite moment, like when the <laughs> Vietnam War was actually out of control and Walter Cronkite took off his glasses and was like I just don't see how we win this war. And <laughs> all your sons died for nothing. It's like that's pretty much what what let's what let's, sounded like talking about the Cubs offense. Let's bring in some from the chat here. We got John Vasky. Javi needs a six foot long bat to foul off those sliders. Yeah, well Crawley, you said the other day he needs a he needs an oar. Yeah. Oh, speaking of an oar, chip polio. Javi couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> well, it, so, he, he, and then uh, Rizzo hits into double-digit fielders. So well, you know, I, I kind of get that is. because he has Rizzo has also like it's just like like they have him like for whatever reason they have him so scouted and reported they got everybody in this weird Bermuda Triangle on the right field <laughs> side and he just cannot hit the shit out of that and that's gotta I be know. frustrating as well it's like I've well, seen him have good at bats like I said sometimes the results aren't there sometimes the fielders are exactly positioned in the right place with Javi I'm not seeing any of that bullshit yeah. I, I see mediocre pitchers basically making him look like a fool yeah no I, I saw the left fielder on a Rizzo at bat the left fielder was eating uh nachos out of one of those helmets <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. over in the corner just hanging out yeah, they've got him in foul territory because apparently Rizzo fouls out over there all the time. <laughs> so, um, do you have a throw? Do we have a thrower? Throw my hands to the Lord. Yeah, I have to give this one Craig Kimbrell. Uh, 10 Ks, only one walk in six innings of work. Uh, and he has also closed out two different games this year when he was called on in the eighth inning. That had never been done in his regular season career. He'd done it in the postseason a couple times. But, yeah, regular season game, they'd never called him in the eighth, and now he's done it twice this season. And uh, saved both those games, by the way. Little Yumper asks, so what's Javi's next excuse going to be? First, there was no fans, then no video. What's next? He's going to say no contract. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, well, I, I, I tend to agree with him. You know, I, I would say that that is weighing on him and a lot of other people. And for somebody like Kimbrell, who you were just talking about, be, another one-year deal, you know, at, listen, if just keep him healthy. I really hope they don't overuse him trying to win baseball games because just 
showcase him. You can actually get something for this guy. Hold I'm on, sure. hold on. I got, I got, I got to say something here. They, is that I've been hearing this whole time? Chris Bryant soft. Chris Bryant soft. He's on his make or break deal, and he seems to be fine. I don't know why Javi seems to always get a pass well, for all okay, the shit. Okay, okay, it's just Javi. Okay, KB is fine on this team. If he was on another team, he'd be average. The former MVP, the rookie of the year, would be an average baseball player, and that's that's the frustrating part. It's like. Fine. You like Chris Bryant? I like Chris Bryant. He's good, but he's not the, you know, he's not the Mike Trout superstar style guy that we thought we had uh, a few years ago. Let's let's yeah. see how the season plays out, I guess. I just know that he's the one guy that didn't fall flat on his face coming out of this season, which I guess isn't a very high bar. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. He's like he's like the the uh, you know the ugliest pig at a at a at a at an ugly pig contest. Yeah, he's he's batting like <laughs> he's batting like two forty three. You know, he's Yadier Molina has a higher OPS than Chris Bryant right now. He, yeah. Yadier Molina is at nine forty eight, and Chris Bryant is at nine thirty six. Right, and and Yadier Molina is three hundred years old. And if he takes a nine thirty six. Through the entire season and finishes with that, those are fucking elite level numbers. Those are great. But this is 12 games. And it's, he's got what, three solo shots? I mean, it's kind of his MO, right? Like he hits it hard, he hits it far. He's the only one out there running the bases. There's not, and there's not a lot of guys on him to hit. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> a, he has he has no protection behind him, and he has nobody on base in front of him. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this too: there are um, numerous players that have more home runs than him. You know, there's like twenty. Chris Bryant is tied for with Javier Baez, but there's tons of dudes. Uh, Kyle Tucker. Mike Trout, Marcus Simeon, Fran Mill Reyes, Shohei Otani, Nate Lowe, who you Shohei Otani, the pitcher, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ripping it up. Freddie Freeman, Aaron Judge, like all these people, Castellanos, Bo Bichette, Akil Badu, uh, Tyler Naquin. I mean, all these dudes have more home runs. Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Byron Buxton, Wilson Ramos. I mean, like the list goes on. It's like Chris Bryant is average – an average to good player right now, you know, and he just happens to look like, uh, you know, Mike Trout on this team. (laughs) All right. How about, uh, do you have a, a blower? You just put your lips together and blow. Yeah, that's uh, Shelby Miller. The Cubs had to option Edward Alzale to make room for Miller because he told them he wanted to opt out. The Cubs brought him up so they wouldn't lose him, and he rewarded them by sucking two hits, three walks, four runs, infinity ERA, right? Yeah, infinity. No, that was rough. Uh, I, I like I like the idea of Shelby Miller. He was obviously an elite pitcher at one point. He's been out of the league for so long. He probably needs more than just, you know, a, a dirty inning of, you know. Or yeah, but he didn't dirty break he didn't break with the team for a reason. Right. And then now there's this, uh, whatever this opt out clause bullshit thing that he's got going on. And he, he forced their hand, which by the way, more power to him. I'd rather Uh, Cubs should have, Cubs should have just been like, well, then I guess fucking see ya. 
because I, they brought him up and it didn't work for him. Well, I mean, <laughs> Not I'd that rather, uh, but uh, no, I think it could work eventually. I mean, I'd rather yeah. somebody like a Shelby Miller with a Mills, with an Alzali, and uh, a Trevor Williams uh, to be able to use them like uh, Craig Council uses the pitchers on the Brewers, like. Two times through the order, one time through the order, play it how you need to play it. You know, it's like, it seems to me that, you know, the Cubs just don't ever, they're like very traditional and they're like, we have five starters and like they are supposed to go five. And like, I don't think that past your top three, that it has to be run like that. I really just don't. And, um, right. you know, I, I think you, they needed to get a few more like long men, uh, like a Shelby Miller. And I kind of hope that they go that way and eat up innings that way, because like the fire at the back of the bullpen, I mean, it's kind of unproven as well. And now they all have COVID. So what the fuck might as well. Yeah, That's going to, that's going to stress them out so much more. We do have a question in the chat that is somewhat interesting. Chip Polio says, uh, what do you, what do you think about giving Marisnik more time? What are you guys thinking about Marisnik? right now he's a late inning defensive replacement just really on anybody's team yeah he's he's hitting okay i'm trying to find his numbers here real he's quick. got speed like he's, he's, you know he's, he's, cool. he's a good spot starter you know what i mean but i i was more concerned today and again i remember people used to give joe madden the give getaway day lineup shit all the time we're in the 12th game of the season you really kind of needed this one and i'm sitting there looking at the lineup and i'm like wait there's I know you got to give Contreras a rest and everything like that. I'm not doubting that, but Jesus, you have an off day tomorrow, right? Yeah. You got an off day tomorrow, yeah, and I think you have another thing. off day on Monday, and you got David Bodie and Chris Bryant in the lineup instead of. You got Sogard hitting second after Hap. Uh, so, and then you got Rizzo, Peterson, Abias, Hayward, uh, who they removed, and then uh, Bodie. Uh, Romine says so you had Bryant out of there. Romine catching, so th- that's really the bottom of your order there. And but look at that was their only scoring chance. If you think back into that the second inning, you know they they did they had runners on second and third, and one out I believe, and they weren't able to push anything across. Maybe that changes the game a little bit. And it was the bottom of the order that failed there because you didn't have. Uh, you weren't firing on all cylinders, you know, and I'm wondering, and I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, did they hold Contreras out because of what happened the day before that they didn't want they protecting him from getting beamed again and just stopping the fight there? I don't know about, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, it was a day, a night game after a day game. I just, at this point, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Romine as much, but David Bodie, come on. Yeah, it probably was the day game after a night game situation, but it's also, he got hit in the knuckles and sometimes you get through a game and then later that Swells just up, bugs man. you a little more, you know, yeah. like you can't get through the, you get through the game, you can't get through the night. So maybe, you know, they're just like, let's give his hand a rest. But uh yeah, I mean, that was ridiculous. And, you know, Hey, if Chris Bryant is our greatest player, why isn't he out there? All the time, yeah. you know, like it, it's ridiculous. And I think we've all, you know, the, the ship has sailed on this. David Bodie was the unanimous fucking decision. <laughs> That's some bullshit right there. Well, yeah, that, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I was in Arizona when they announced that. And for me, 
that was one of the moments where I just shook my head and, and just said, I don't, I have no idea what they're attempting to do here. I really, this is, you know, what I really wanted them to give it the best. I wanted what Joe Killian, Kilgallen has in his mind, which is that, that nice send off, that good run, the one last run together. I wanted the best team fielded. And when they said Nico Horner starting at the alternate site, I just threw my hands in the air and I was just like, they're not, they're, this is, this they're is not serious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not They're Yeah. That's, and that's the problem. I think I saw somebody on uh, Twitter today saying like, I've been through a lot of bad Cubs years, but this year seems different. Um, and I think that's why it seems different because even in, and maybe, you know, it's, it's just not remembering it right. But in those years, we never felt like, the team was being manipulated in a way that makes them worse. Yeah. You know, like Nick writes in manipulating service time is what they had in mind. And that's exactly what they're doing. And everybody knows it. And and they're manipulating service time of a guy. That's not even a big fucking deal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's exactly like, you're not even going to be building around Nico Horner. He's like going to be a, you know, a dude that will be around for a while, be pretty good. You know, and as soon as you get somebody a, a little better, you're going to move on. You right. know, that's going to be Nico Horner probably. And uh, I, I like know. Nico Horner, Me but too. I I do not in any way want the Cubs to build a team around him and David Bodie. You may have noticed numerous ads throughout this show. And wow, what a waste of your time. I don't want to waste your time. So go to patreon.com. Slash Sunranto, P A T R E O N dot com, slash Sunranto, and for one dollar a month, or like eleven dollars if you pay all at once, you can listen to the Sunranto show early and ad free. That is my message to you. One dollar is all it will take to save you from advertising your own RSS feed. Delivered straight to the podcatcher of your choice from Patreon. Just do it. One dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars. There's perks at all levels. I'm wasting your time right now and I'm going really slowly just so you understand the gravity of this situation. How your time is just ticking away. You're infinite time that is finite within your worldly presence ticking away slowly with me talking uselessly about patreon.com slash sunranto where you should go and for a dollar a measly tiny dollar or three dollars You could not be listening to this right now as I waste your time because you're not a Patreon subscriber. Support our show, please. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. No more wasting time for you or me. Or anybody else. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. No more ads, people. No more 
because David Bodie got his fucking extension. So I guess that's the direction they're going is middling uh, guys that nobody ever heard of before they got like a weird opportunity to play because somebody got hurt. Well, should we move on to uh, some, uh, I, I don't know if you're going to take this. There's some uh, new rules, right? Yeah, new rules, but it's only in the Atlantic League. But what I'm excited about is they're finally <laughs> listening to me. Okay, and they they do like to try out things in this Atlantic League. This is where all the experimental stuff going on is going on. But the greatest DH idea that some guy told me like drunk one time in like 2009 that I wrote down for Bleed Cubby Blue in like 2016 is actually going to happen. They're going to only DH for the starting pitcher, and then when you remove your starter, you lose the DH. So it maintains the National League style play strategy um, a little bit more. A little bit more, but I would say the greatest way to handle the DH is leave it the way it fucking is so that we actually have two leagues and two rules and reasons to care when American League's teams play the National League teams. Oh, we know how but, you feel about it. But. Right, exactly. That's all I'm going to say about it because I could go on. Uh <laughs> As we're moving the mound back, this is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Not for the reason that you think. You know, 60 feet, 6 inches has been fine for everybody. Here's the problem. This is the Atlantic League. These guys can't even make a single A team, and you're going to move the mound back on them? He's the Bulls not even gonna, like you're going to see walk rates go way up. They're going to throw out their arms because they're trying to get. These are the worst pitchers in all of the baseball leagues. Did you hear Coom Dog talking about it? I don't know if you were listening on the radio at all. No, today, I didn't. He hates all of this shit. Like <laughs> he sounds like he's 93 million years old right now. He hates every single one of these new rules, and for kind of the for precisely the reason you said, like. How do you – you cannot train a pitcher. Like, unless they're going to do it – Not they're going to screw up these guys who are playing yeah. in this league. Uh, no doubt about it. Like, And that's now, probably why they don't care because it's, these guys aren't good enough to actually be on real – in real farm systems. The guy so says changing the mound is the fastest way to injure. Yeah, I mean, now they did change the mound once in uh, when they lowered it. Lowered it, yeah. 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 Was, and that was – Tommy John was invented right afterwards. The dead ball era, um, you know. Here, but here's the thing, guys: is we've talked about it, and and I and I brought it up about that article I sent uh, about about golf and the science and all these things. Is that right now they're trying to figure out a way that they have now perfected it, where I think this was like they're now averaging more than a strikeout an inning. Like it's it's the numbers now, even this year, going through the charts on the amount of strikeouts. We've talked about the three true outcomes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But these guys, these guys, right now. I play a game. It's called Beat the Streak. I don't know if anyone else in here plays it. And it's like you're trying to beat uh, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak, okay? And so you try to pick a guy every day that's going to get a hit. And if you get 56 in a row, 57, you win $5.7 million. And you look at it, and every day I'm like, oh, okay, so Chris Bryant hits uh, 400 against this pitcher. Great. He may see that pitcher twice. 
It's just the, the game has changed completely. You don't have these guys that are going through there. Everybody and their brothers throwing 98 to 100 miles per hour now. It's, it's a completely different game, and it's just it's not working. And, and so baseball is in a desperate state to try anything to make the game better. And what we said makes the game better is hits. But if you don't, if you don't, if, a, if, if, if the nerds sit there on their computer and say, okay, uh, this guy can't make it three times through the order, then all of a sudden you get into a bunch of bullpen guys that are throwing 97, well, 98. Unless David Ross is the manager, because he'll just leave his ass out there. Like, no right. Problem. <laughs> 97, 98. These guys just don't stand. And then again, everybody's trying to hit homers. There, there's no chance and there's going to be no hits. Yeah. And I think that's what happened is right at the, I mean, they're figuring all this stuff out analytically, right? The hitting came first with the three true outcomes and the launch angle and all that stuff that came first. Right. And then all of a sudden driveline invented how to throw the ball differently and spin, now, rate. right. Spin rate and all that shit. And now they're getting all that. Well, I don't think hitting ever caught up because hitting was beating pitching. And then as soon as pitching figured out how to just throw a high strike with a spin rate so the ball never drops, you know, because it's going 98 and it's spinning different, that changed because the hitting is still doing the launch angle. And I don't think launch angle, like as much as everybody loves it, I don't think it's working as well anymore. I mean, and that's like- why the strikeouts are going up because you have this like perfect situation where hitting is still is now a little behind the times. And yeah, but wasn't it like that's what I'm saying? Wasn't it like five seconds ago that they were talking about <laughs> expanding the strike zone? Yeah. You know, and that and they were actually gonna go down on the side of of the pitchers. And now they're coming down on the other side. Like, it seems like they just did a complete 180 on this because they juiced the ball. Then they took away the juice ball. Then they were going to expand the strike zone. They're going to go bottom of the knees and give the pitcher even a greater advantage of where, where they're going to, where they could throw it. And uh, now that's off. And now they're going to move the mound back on people. Like, honestly, I don't really think they know what the fuck they're doing at all. And there, there is no overall plan to improve the game and but look at a team like the pirates who get nine hits in a game even though they suck i think that's what's that's what's going to change the game is once the hitters figure out that baseball works better when you're not trying to hit every ball out like because they're going to have to adjust right the players mound the hitters the will adjust at some point, and they will have to give up on some of the launch angle. Not all of it. You know, obviously, launch angle launches balls out of the park. But if that's the only tool in your bag, then you don't have enough tools. You have to do other things to set that up for yourself. I, I agree with that. But like you said earlier, I think the pitching is – the data on the pitching and the way that this is working and how fast and how hard – and again, you, you don't ever have, like, like I said, when, when I was growing up, Lee Smith would come out, roll out, you know, he'd take a nap in the left field bleachers, like underneath there. He'd roll them out and he'd be out there for two, three innings. You know what I mean, you, you might have one or two cracks at Lee. You know, now you're, you know, before the three batter rule, you might only see a batter once, a pitcher once. I mean, you have no time to adjust. You can't, you have no time to figure things out. And like I said, it, it, it used to be, 
you you would have like one, maybe two guys that could throw 100 miles per hour. It's getting to be real common. And, and again, the Cubs seem to be the only team that really doesn't have a lot of those guys. And even <laughs> now, any, even right? now, they're <laughs> starting now. with Burl Caraway and some other guys. Um, the guy that they just got from the Padres, they're, they're starting to stock up. They, but here's late to the party, but stocking up. Yeah. Well, and, he, and here's the thing. Also, with that, Crawley, is like you're saying, the the hitters can't adjust to the pitchers at all. And the pitchers no longer need to adjust to hitters because every hitter has the same plan. <laughs> there is there out. is a fucking long, launch angle, hit it out. every. So now that not only does 100, I mean, 100 is always going to play, but it plays even more now because you don't have to go out there and think to yourself, what does this, this guy do? They what does this guy do? Yeah. They all do the same fucking thing. And even though they all do the same fucking thing, every asshole pitcher is looking inside his hat for 20 minutes before he throws a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Look at pull out that stupid Monopoly card they all carry in their box. So, like... Are we moving so on? on? Yeah, you know, ready. you take a look right now here is that the, the Republicans are mad about uh, the MLB uh, <laughs> taking the All-Star game out of Atlanta, out of Georgia, after the voter suppression law that was passed. And now Republicans, I believe it was Ted Cruz and was it Josh Hawley? Probably. But that, they want that other to. other lady probably too. <laughs> that sounds like a brain trust right there. They want to strip MLB of their antitrust exemption, which is one of those situations where – we are all united as a country. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, thought, I thought it was so funny about it. I was like, oh, my God, I agree with Ted Cruz. This, this is, is what has happened. <laughs> these, this is when these idiots do shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to hit myself in the face with a shovel to own the libs. Wait till they see when, like, I'm going to hit myself in the face so that I can bitch about not having good health care. It's like, that, that's what we want. I yeah. mean, we want you to, to hit, hit yourself, yourself in the face as much as and possible. give free health care. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do actually hope this one goes through. I doubt it's a it's even a starter. You know, I I, I don't think this this is one of those like uh, we're going to show we're serious about this. But it was very recently that MLB lobbied Congress to keep their antitrust exemption. And I'm sure it cost them a little bit of money to do so. And, and they're going to they're going to remind who they paid that money to about the money that they gave them just a few years ago in which way they'll vote. So I wouldn't be too – I wouldn't be shaking in my boots if I was one of the billionaire owners of one of the Major League Baseball yeah. teams. Not only did they they hang on to their antitrust, but then they expanded their ability to limit the amount of money they could pay the minor leaguers. And if this goes through, they won't be able to do that. Yeah, they'll have to pay minimum wage of like seven dollars an hour to minor league right. ball players, which will cost them. Which is somehow $100. more than they're making now. Yeah, it's insane. So, you know, we, it's it's but like you guys said, this is all just for show. It's oh yeah, all it to get show. on. It's all to get on the the twenty four seven news channels. It's all for Twitter Twitter follows. It yeah. they have there is no teeth to this idea of stripping the antitrust. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. And then, well, it, it'll be one of those things where the Republicans bring this up and then they filibuster it 
so yeah. that it doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, they, they won't even, they're like, oh my God, this might actually happen. Oh no, <laughs> this was just for show. The Democrats are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's take it away. <laughs> well, we, I know, cause, cause they're like, wait a second. We would never vote with you on anything you brought. Why will you do this for us? Yeah. Uh, Guy Sirius says, please, please, please don't throw us, throw us in the briar patch and eliminate the MLB monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if they do this and we end up with like a completely new major leagues? Yeah, that, like I mean, somebody can get a fucking grip on something and Eastern League, Western League, Southern League. I mean, they already have Southern uh, League, but you know, they have, already have all those leagues. But if but if somebody could get another you It'll know, be the fucking Rickets. They will be like, I don't want to give the Pirates any of our money anymore. So we're, we're gonna start new- our own league. And they own Wrigley Field, so they'll just yep. have it there. You know, I mean, this first of all, this already happened. You know, it's how the um, Federal League and the American League and the National yep. League—that's how it happened. And then they got their antitrust, which is why we only have baseball of that ilk, and why the World Series isn't really the world. It's you know, just two leagues, you know, and you know. So it'd be it'll be interesting to see. I would love to see them lose there. Uh, I, I would too. I because I would love to see more baseball. Different leagues with different rules and different shit going on. And then maybe one giant tournament at the end where they fucking play one game against everybody. You know, oh, wait, the NCAA basketball tournament. I want that for the for baseball. That'd be amazing. That would be cool. Like tournaments and like soccer has them, too. You know, in Europe, they have all, you know, the, the different cups and things like that that they play throughout the year. So, um, and then I really enjoyed this story about Joe West because Joe West is a favorite on this show. Um, uh, but he won a defamation lawsuit against Paul Loduca, who went on a radio show and told, had some story that was apparently bullshit about, uh, Joe West, like getting a car from, was it Billy Wagner? Billy Wagner yeah. would let him use his car in, in, in exchange for a kinder strike zone. Mm-hmm. Which Joe proved in a court of law to be wrong. So whereas Angels, <laughs> Angels, Joe's like I couldn't fit in that fucking yeah, Porsche nine eleven. Like, I'm hey, way too fat. He's he, he's in the he's in the courtroom like pulling an OJ with the glove. He's like <laughs> I'm trying to fit the little car. <laughs> he's like this is Billy Wagner's car. It's a Miata. Look at me. If, if Joe Miata West doesn't, doesn't fit, you must acquit. You must. <laughs> He's like trying to squeeze in. It's like one of those big law and order moments. You, oh, yeah, God. you remember when OJ put on the glove and he's going, like, it doesn't fit. Oh. like a big theatrical thing out of it. He spread just, his fingers as wide as possible. <laughs> you just see Joe Madden trying to shove his ass into the back of a car for five minutes. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's not working. You said it's, Joe Madden. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, your honor, uh, if it pleases you, exhibit A, my ass is giant. <laughs> it's like, like my chin is wrapped around the rearview mirror. Can't even get in this thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So that was fun. Um, and then uh, seven Astros, including former Cubro Bell Garcia, uh, all tested positive for COVID. So now that team's in disarray. So this is only April. Uh, 
man. I, it, yeah, I, they all gave up, right? They went through the whole last season, and then this season, it's like, well, you know, we did it last season. It should be fine. Well, They've relaxed. I wonder, I wonder how Dusty's going to spin this because he's always the victim. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to see how he spins this COVID thing. Because it's never his fault, never his player's responsibility, never his responsibility. It's always something else. So I want to the toothpick. The toothpick. Right. I bet you it was Dusty's toothpicks that spread. The Everybody's bridge. been sharing my toothpick. I tell them don't take my toothpick, and they do, and they all got COVID now. Yeah, it's a. Uh... <laughs> It's just, but I'm wondering about the the larger repercussions of this season just becoming another like clown ball shit show, which it already kind of is with the extra inning rule that everybody hates. Like nobody likes that. It, the players, the man, I, I don't even know how it's being played when nobody likes it. Like it's insane. Um, and then, but if if you look at, you know, just kind of the the seven inning double headers that are going to happen. And if the more games get bounced and the, like, I don't, besides the Mets national series, I don't think anything's gotten canceled yet. Um, what did the Astros do? Did they just bring up a no, good the, bunch the, of the taxi squad? Taxi, taxi squad. squad comes in. And what you want to do is you want to, you just hope that you got the players most affected. That's why you keep hearing the term. We're just exercising caution is that they're just trying to isolate these guys as soon as they can so that it doesn't, you know, they, they don't know. So even if Kyle Hendricks just had allergies or the sniffles or whatever, and I think David, Danny, you were talking about it the other day, and David Ross was talking about like what they, the, there's a little phone app that they have to do self-reporting and stuff like that. They're, they're going to err on the side of caution and you're going to hear that term until you're sick in the sick of it completely. And that's what they're going to do. And they're going to try it. But until MLB gets it through to these guys that they're risking their season, they're risking their teams. It's not sinking in. And so, that's the problem right now. Yeah. Yeah. And now that, the, and they're going to get it and they're, most of them will be fine. And that hasn't been the case for unfortunately anybody, but like people just don't think it's going to happen to them. And so hopefully somebody will take it serious. I mean, I don't think John Lester's back, by the way. I, I know Kyle Schwarber is back. And did he have COVID? I think he did. What they wanted with Lester, I think, is they wanted to kind of give him some warm up. I don't know if it's the offsite uh, for the Nationals or something. So he's back. It's just a matter of getting him in throwing shape. Yeah, yeah because he couldn't throw for whatever the two weeks. And so, yeah, he's got he's to warm that arm back up. Well, I'm just saying it's something to look at. I mean, I hope that no games get canceled because of all this. But, you know, I, I just don't. If this is only April and this is already going on and like people can't even get out of spring training without, uh, cause there weren't, you know, except for a few team outbreaks last year, it just seems like everybody's going to get it eventually. And, um, but it's just something to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that n- more games haven't been canceled yet. Like that. Well, everybody except squad. for the people on this podcast because we are fully vexed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we are, un- unlike the Cubs. This is a fully <laughs> vaccinated podcast. We have reached our eighty-five percent threshold. We can re- we we can uh, re- uh, regain our freedom. We yeah, can just go. Little- we can go to Wrigley. There just won't be anybody there. Just so you guys are aware, Carlos Rodon, who was available for free agency and re-signed with the White Sox, has a perfect game going into the ninth inning. Oh, Ooh. into the ninth. That's somebody uh, mentioned Rodon earlier, but we are talking about something else. That's awesome. It's a perfect game right now. Wow. Perfecto. Wow. Let's, let's check that sucker out. Well, let's I guess find that. Fucking thing. Yeah, we're, we're like, oh, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, <laughs> this show sucks compared to that. So uh, let's TFC out of here and then uh, we'll go. I only have one. What do you got? The, here's mine. 
Uh, this comes uh, from Twitter and Facebook. It was a mixed media situation. Sammy Reed had tweeted. He said, for the people in the back, yell, yell, yell emoji, having a near automatic out in the lineup does not create more strategy. As he retweeted, MLB pitchers are hitting 112 with a 48.4% K rate so far this season. And Marcus Gilmer said, um, on Facebook, uh, to be fair, that's pretty close to the Cubs team average right now. So <laughs> we're not the only ones comparing Cubs position player hitting to uh, pitchers around the major leagues, So, which we did on the last show. So yeah, that's strikeouts have gone through the roof, but they're going to pick that one spot and get bitching about that. Fine. Yeah. You got one, Crawley, or no? Yeah, uh, a little uh, here. Is Eric Sogard hitting 118 worth him killing half the roster? Hard to say. <laughs> it is hard to say. I mean, uh, that point. was from Pork Penderloin. It is tough to know. Yeah, that's eh, a tough one. Yeah. It's a tricky one. And then I got this one from uh, uh, Extend KB Rizzo campaign manager Yampito. Uh, did I just hear Brewers fans cheering a fly ball? And it's a picture of uh, the video for "Isn't It Ironic?" Don't you think? Yeah, no, they they were. Yeah, so, uh, they they were cheering a fly ball, and so yeah, Yampito is uh is fucking TFC trolling Eric, I guess. <laughs> so it's it's very specific to this podcast. So I, I don't know if you guys saw this the other day, and again, I I, I took some shit on the Sunranto page because I, apparently I, I liked Marquee Network. And one of the reasons that I like Marky is that, like, the Cubs used to get bounced. Remember they got bounced for, like, Bachelor in Paradise one time? They bounced a game. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? So the White Sox do not have their own network. They share networks with the Bulls and the Blackhawks, okay? And so the other day they banged the White Sox to a different channel. It was, like, NBC Sports Plus 2 something something. And the game was in standard def. So it wasn't in high def. And if, you've, if, we, if we've, got, we've gotten so spoiled for this, so this TFC says, got the White Sox game on, great feed. <laughs> and it looks like an old NES 8-bit game. Oh, yeah. Is that bases loaded? I it's not bases loaded. That's, I was trying to figure it out. I love bases Coleco, loaded. ColecoVision, maybe. <laughs> That's that, what I was thinking. Is that Coleco? That looks like Coleco graphics. It's either Coleco or in television. I've been trying to figure it out. Yeah, but We just lost everybody under 35 on this. <laughs> the ColecoVision, what the fuck is that? I know, like, uh, they, they start talking in other languages. Yeah, Coleco. Like, what is that? Uh, Esperanto? Um. We should do a show at Esperanto. Esperanto needs to come back as a language. We should have the only Esperanto podcast on the uh, Cubs podcast on the planet. That is our new. Uh, is, uh, uh, how are we doing with TFCs? Are, okay. we, are we are we done? I think we're done. All right. Well, I guess that's the show. Um, we'll be back uh, Sunday. We did a Braves preview. Uh, and it, it was great. Uh, I was on there uh, with uh, Mr. Michael Cotton, and we talked to Doc from the Golden Sombrero podcast. Uh, he's uh, platinum, pretty, platinum sombrero. Yeah, yeah, sombrero. Platinum sombrero. That's five strikeouts. Gold, Golden Sombrero is a completely different podcast. That's four like, strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's uh, the sister podcast of the Golden Showers uh, uh, podcast. But don't the, Google it. Don't Google <laughs> it. 
But the, uh, this guy's pretty cool, and uh, he taught us a lot about the Braves. Really interesting. I just released that to the Patreon people. So if you want to become one, it's only a dollar, and you can already be listening to that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you find it. And you would have already gotten it. I don't know even when I'm going to release that Braves podcast to you guys uh, in uh, in non-Patreon land. I, I don't know. So just please subscribe. It's only a dollar, and you get everything early and ad-free on an RSS feed. So um, that is the show. Uh, we'll be back. I, it's a night game on Sunday. So I think we'll probably hit you guys on Monday night instead of uh, Sunday. And so we can all enjoy uh, uh, A-Rod. And then talk about it the next day. Maybe we'll do a. Maybe we should do a little post game after a Rod on Sunday night. We'll see where that uh, get. We'll see how we feel. Maybe we're so disgusted from throwing up listening to a Rod's voice, we won't. Want oh, I I saw it today. A Rod is in an ownership group for I think the Minnesota Timberwolves or something, and they were talking to one of the young, real young dudes. They're doing the the post game interview, and they asked about a Rod. He's like, a Rod. He's like, who? Who's that? Never heard of him. Never he's heard like, of him. Never heard of him. I, uh, you know, he's like, I know he's in the ownership, but yeah, I don't I, do baseball, man. I instantly became <laughs> a Minnesota Timberwolves fan at that moment. I was like, this is my team. It, yeah. So uh, the Cubs are coming back to Wrigley, so I think that's probably what we go out with tonight. Uh, as soon as I find it, it is in here somewhere. I see Crawley Heckenling. I see Pitch Lab as Frankenstein. And here's coming back to Wrigley, Spook Hog. Spook Hog! <laughs> Coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A bastard anticipation had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to England We're coming 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.